All right, welcome to episode number four of the Slap the Ask show. We are very excited to have a special guest on the show tonight. We got Six, better known as at A-T-L-E underscore E-N or Atlan on Twitter. Oh, hold on, A-T-L-E-N. A-T-L-E-N. Yeah. That's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. So Six is an experienced and outspoken swing and options trader who focuses primarily on OTC stocks. Six has successfully entered several OTC uh, plays before they garnered mainstream attention, including GGII, LTNC, and VMNT, just to name a few. Six is just as entertaining as he is a great trader. And with that, Six, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me, man. I'm very blessed and humbled to be here. Yes, thanks for coming on, Six. Really appreciate it. For sure. So I guess the first question, Six, would be how how did you initially get into trading penny stocks? And and why did you pick penny stocks as your uh trading option? Um, well, I mean, I I'm 43 and before finding about, you know, finding out about FinTwit, maybe last November, you know, I've, I've always, I've traded and I've always had a broker and then figuring out you could take it on yourself was like, wow, this is, this is fucking different. This is cool. I'm in control. Um, and then I found about FinTwit and, uh, you know, started really watching some of these guys that are really impressive. Like, uh, I have to give a shout out to Ripster. He is probably one of the, uh, top fucking traders out there. Uh, and, and I was like, wow, this is cool. And watching what they did. Um, and then what I like to trade is options and, and swing plays. Um, and uh, there was an adjustment coming and you could see it coming. And I had some puts for March for uh, SPY. And when they started gaining momentum, I was like, this is coming. This, this, this correction is happening. And everybody's always said, stay away from OTC. You know, you could lose your money, you know, they'll shut them down. And yeah. it was very taboo for, for big board players. And I was like, I'm not fucking with that. And then I started to see catalysts come up and realize this new rule came out and people needed to become pink current. And then you started seeing companies drop filings. And then all of a sudden that, that fucking, the stock would run. And I was like, whoa, you know, you can, you can make six times the money, uh, on just momentum and I, I'm a momentum trader for the most part and swing trader. So, uh, it was, uh, it was cool. And, uh, the, it's really the corrections what got me into it, man. I, I love OTC now, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the exciting thing about the OTC is as opposed to NASDAQ stocks, like most <laughs> NASDAQ stocks, I mean, you're getting at it at a pretty high cost per share. Whereas in OTC, you can find these, you know, sub penny runners, you know, one cent, two cent plays, and you can ride them all the way to, you know, 10 cents and even dollars in some cases. So I think that's kind of how Jimmy and I got into it. But uh, I know Jimmy had a similar experience with options trading, where the risk isn't always worth the reward. And a lot of those options traders with the correction, uh, when all those contracts expired, realized that penny stocks can make the same returns. And I know we started trading or I started trading more after uh, the March dip in 2020. Jimmy was trading options before that. 
Um, so Jimmy, I don't know if you want to talk about options. Yeah. A little bit more. So, well, I mean, in my experience, I feel like six, you and I kind of are cut from the same cloth here where I consider myself more of like a swing momentum guy, but, um, I used to love options plays, you know, I used to love, I remember having some, some uh, calls, you know, go up over a hundred percent, you know, I have a couple of go home run hundreds of percents and then others go literally to zero and my account got blown up and I was like, all right, like this is not working out for me. I got to switch it up. So then lo and behold, I uh, stumbled upon the OTC probably around the summertime, like August of 2020. And that's kind of been my focus since. Cause like what Luke was saying, you have the potential for insane amount of gains but you, I, I like to think your stock won't go to zero. Some do, some get, you know, delisted, things like that. But um, I like to think you can catch a little bit before an option where you run it to zero. Um, so my question for you is just kind of, um, you know, when you come to uh, investing in OTC versus investing in the options, um, do you still uh, look at any options plays at all um, when oh. it comes to big boards? Oh, fuck you. Uh, the other day I jumped in AMC. Um... I made a call. I have like a, a, it's a private room. It's, it's free on Twitter. I got a, a, a fucking solid group of people there and uh, I just do it. Cause I like to help. So like I, I threw it out there when I, when I see stuff and like AMC uh, you know, they're screaming short squeeze and you know, most people don't really, it's not a short squeeze. It's, it's just the, the volumes there and, and everybody's on it all of a sudden. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna just, like you said, you know, momentum player. So it was at like 1140. Um, and, and it crossed up and I said $12 calls, you know, quickest expired that day, you know, it was like this week, I think. Uh, and, and they hit 1250. And so, you know, I was in and out. Um, I was like 120, 120% real quick, boom, boom, in and out. So I love, I mean, I love my options. I had to cut some last week. I'm not happy about it. It was about a 7k loss um, just because I'm not sure what's going to come back, but that's what I tell a lot of people that ask me one thing, you know, how do you, how you decide to make the money and um, you have to cut back sometimes. And, and I took that capital and put it in GGI. And I mean, <laughs> it's like 12 times. I mean, I've made 12 times, you know, what, what I invest. It's like stupid. Yeah. So I, I love options. I absolutely love options. I love daily options uh, like Roku and spy uh, Disney or Apple, um, you know, be Boeing, like those guys that, that, that could be this, you know, if you, if you're on the charts and you see the momentum or you see where it's going and, and it's literally, and if you play options, you know, it could literally be a 15 second trade and it's just boom, boom. And, and that 20 or 40, or, you know, sometimes you get that hundred or thousand percent that just keeps going, uh, and, you know, and you scale out and then you leave the YOLO, uh, that rush to me is like when you catch something at zero, zero, eight, and it, it goes to 10 cents, like GGI did, you know, that, that rush is, is amazing. So, uh, six, uh, pivoting off that options question. Uh, the, so the reason, or I remember when I first originally met you on Twitter, I think it was because of LTNC and probably mid to, uh, late February, right? Um, I remember Jimmy and I, we were talking about getting an LTNC. We saw Ryan Shadle's Twitter and we're like, this guy's crazy. Like, this is someone that I want to get invested with. I want to see what happens. Jimmy and I, we got in around one cent when we first started buying our shares. And I know you got in really early. Um, 
what, why did you get into LTNC so early? Was it, was it because of Ryan Shadel and his personality and you thought they had something or did you see um, something else with LTNC? I, I okay. So, and, 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 you know, me, uh, I always speak my mind. I'm straightforward. I don't fucking bullshit. And I, I have to give uh, only crown King 100% uh, credit for this because he called it and he calls a lot of trips and he calls a lot of really good plays that he's invested in. He likes to see people uh, do well. Um, but the thing that came up to me was COVID and a lot of people don't want to work because they were getting paid X amount by the government to stay at home. And so that means they're going to need labor force. I was like, dude, labor smart. Because it was labor smart. It wasn't, it wasn't a water. Um, it wasn't anything. It was labor. And I was like, this, this could really fucking play out. And um, it was like at zero, zero, God, what was it? Like zero, zero, six something or zero, zero, five something. And I was like, yo, I'm, I'm in early here. And sure enough, it started gaining momentum. But then, um, you know, when Ryan got to use Twitter as his, he got the permission or whatever to use it as his, his news. Um, and this is the way he came across. He's definitely a guy like that. I would love to sit down and drink tash with. And yeah. You know, I was like, this guy's, this guy is, uh, he's cool and he speaks his mind. A lot of people think, you know, he's shady or, or whatever. I just feel like people don't know how to take people that are straightforward. And uh, I mean, I, I've done my research, my due diligence, and, and I don't see anything shady about the guy at all. I think he just fucking speaks his mind. And so I, I jumped on for sure. And uh, the water thing and Joe Pavlik is fucking, he's phenomenal, man. So I definitely, and I still have shares. Uh, I definitely trimmed. And, and I tell all my people that uh, I deal with, uh, you, you know, these, I'm not going to drop names or, or, or call anybody out, but these guys that tell people, don't, I'm not fucking selling the shares, going to dollar, five dollars, $10, don't sell, hold. You're an idiot. You know, if you're not trimming, well, you know, you're not making money. This is a business. Um, they ran to eight. Uh, I, I sold a good bit, came back down. Pacquiao, which is a huge endorsement for them. I sold again because uh, you always sell the news. It's just, it is what it is, man. You, you have to play the market. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm still holding some, but I think Ryan was definitely, his persona is what drew me to LTNC, man, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I think that's that's the main reason why I got into it too. It's because he was like a, he was a no bullshit guy. You know, he came out, he told it how it was. Jimmy texted me, he's like, "Yo, have you seen this Ryan Shadow guy on Twitter?" I think he had like maybe five thousand followers at the time, and mm -hmm. he ended up he ended up getting over. I mean, he has over twenty thousand followers now, and it also like that LTNC army. Like <laughs> there was so much, there was so much power behind the movement. And then as soon as they dropped that hydrogen water acquisition in February, I mean, I was like, I'm holding this until the product is released. He said he was going to release it on April, release the product on April. It came out. I know there was a major dip at the end of February. It went down to like, I don't know what it was, two cents. It, 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 when it hit four, it dropped back down to almost one and a quarter, like one, one, two, five right. or something. That was stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I think a lot of people like you, me, Jimmy, we held through that and, you know, we ended up reaping the rewards. Um, but I, th I think it's a good point you brought up is you gotta, you gotta take profits, right? Because at the end of the day, these are speculative penny plays. And I know there was a lot of haters on uh, Joe, the CEO, because he had those other beverage companies that were, 
you know, everyone called them scams. So I know there's a lot of haters out there on that, but uh, yeah, I think, Dude, every, I think everything's doing well with that. Everything's a fucking scam until it comes to fruition in this life. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's that's straight up how it is. And um, you know, one thing about LTNC, and I think uh, only Crown King was tweeting about this before, but when it was still in trips, one of his big indicators that he was looking at was increased volume. He's like, LTNC is getting a lot more volume now. Back when it was like 0.001, I remember seeing that. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, interesting. So like when you look for like certain indicators in a stock, whether it's like a volume increase or if it's touching its 200 day moving average, like what would you say is your, your favorite technical indicator when it comes to trading uh, penny stocks? I'm sorry, you broke up a little bit. Say that again. Yeah, I was going to say like, what would you say is your favorite technical indicator when it comes to trading penny stocks, if you use any technicals at all? Well, I, I like to look at the monthly, uh, the, the daily uh it tells a different story than the, than the monthly like if i'm looking to jump in momentum wise i want that monthly i, I want to see if it's gapped up if it's come back and it's filled i want to see uh if it's bounced if there's definitely a reversal coming um like i i want to see volume and if i don't see volume i want to see the the pps fall uh that's what a lot of people don't realize when there's when there's not a lot of volume and all of a sudden the, the fucking thing jacks up to you know it, it it goes up 60% and then people are calling it. It's like, dude, they front loaded the shit. Like you have to look. And, and that's another thing I'd tell people that, that I, that asked me for advice that you have to look at who calls these plays and, and I'm not hating at all. Like, like it, more power to them, whatever they do, I get it. Like if you pump or you dump or, or whatever you do, but if you got a guy who is a known day trader and I'm not hating that, that is, ever this is a fucking business you do what you do bro but if you see a known day trader call something out and there's no volume and now it's 60 percent up and you get in and it runs maybe a day sell because it's gonna go down there's no volume and that that's what i think as far as being as far as being technical that's what i look for is volume who's in the stock who's calling the stock what are the catalysts and what does the monthly chart look like that's basically it for me on, on, on OTC. Yeah. Gotcha. I think that's like a great way to approach stocks. And I think one thing that I was talking with Bill, uh, stocks and thoughts last week about, but, uh, Hello, Bill. Oh, he's great. He's so smart. Yeah, but I, fun. uh, I am a victim of sometimes getting in on the rip and, uh, instead of selling the rip. Um, <laughs> and I think that's something that, you know, I just got to work on, but, you know, one stock I, you know, we're all in the, the Monty group. I love it. And I think the rip is still to come, you know. Um, so I'm just trying to find right now to find stocks where they rip. And with CEOs that are like, uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm very like, and that's something VMNT, uh, and I, and I, and I've been, I've been public about it. My whole Roth is in it, 100%. And I, and I sent, you know, Neo like a shot because he thought I was kidding. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he was. He was like, "Yo, this guy set me up." What is he doing? I was like, "Yo," because I was asking him because that's one dude I have to give a shout out to. Uh, He's probably the most quiet and humble dude when there's nothing to say, Um, and one of the smartest dudes. And that and that's uh, Neo. You know, uh, the stock hacker. If if nobody, you know, you definitely follow that fucking guy because he has called out some stuff that other people have taken credit for that has run from zero zero two or whatever to 98 cents and then and uh enzc ran like 88 cents off that 
and uh, VMNT ran from low, what, 18 or 20 when he got in, and it was ran to $2.47. And this is one dude that you don't ever hear just constantly, you know, uh, talking shit. Um, but when he does speak and he does, and he's pounding the table, I hate that fucking term. Somebody use it. Um, if, if he's yelling about it, fucking go follow that. And, uh, how he is on VMNT and now with all you guys and, and, and Tran and just, I mean, DeFi is the way of the future. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very excited. So yeah, you're, you're right. And that group, it's, uh, the rip hasn't even, you know, dude, we're, I mean, I, I hope GGI runs hard because I want to take another 50 or 100K and put in MVMNT before it pops, bro. Before this uplisting to NASDAQ, the white paper comes because the 10K, I'm excited, man. I'm very excited. Yeah, same. That's why I want to do GBSI profits, just move them all over there. <laughs> just, yeah, just fucking run them, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, very excited. I think the cool thing about Vamonti is, uh, you know, I think we have a, a lot of good traders invested in Vermonti right now. I know you're a good friend. Uh, well, I don't know about good friend, but your friend Jordan Rachel, she recently invested mm -hmm. into VMNT. Uh, we got Rich X Million in VMNT. We got Neo Stock Hacker. Like a lot of these really good, reputable traders. Uh, I know BMO even was one of the original investors in Vermonti. He still uh, Stocks, shares. Stocks Pilgrim's in it too. He's, he Stocks said he's Pilgrim. been for, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. And oh. uh, Alex DeLarge is in VMNT. There's so many good traders in VMNT. Like when you look at VMNT as a company, I mean, it's a low float penny stock with a CEO who hasn't sold a single share since he's been CEO. He meets up with investors. He talks to them. Uh, he's got a, you know, a software developer that we're in a group with. who literally tells us updates on the application that's coming out. I think the, the transparency that VMNT has had is like any other penny stock I think we've seen in a long time. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe a lot of people like to make comparisons to Humble, but I mean, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to hate on Humble, I think, but Humble, I, think, I mean, they don't have, they don't, they don't have, have numbers. Well, plus, plus you had yeah. Sharp in there, you know, uh, yeah, and he claims a lot of stuff, but I think he does know a lot of people, and I think that helps out a, out a lot. You know, I don't, I don't like yeah. to fuck. Dude, and I think also the new. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it's uh, also. Uh, sorry, ahead, I just want to actually kind of pivot off that six. So, George Sharp and LTNC, that was a huge, like, source of beef. I feel like, but now it seems like people want to buy the George Sharp reverse mergers. I mean, that's what I'm doing. Like, that's why I'm in GVSI and you know, looking to get into RT, RETC and things like that. So I guess, what is your opinion when it comes to investing in a sharp ticker, knowing that, you know, he was a huge hater on LTNC. He was like, you know, one of the biggest bashers on Twitter. Um, it, like, you know, I always give real, I fucking don't like George Sharp. And, I, and I'd smack that dude if I could see him in public. Um, but, and it's because I feel like he didn't have the correct facts on LTNC. And he drove a lot of people out who lost a lot of money uh, a lot of good friends that are good traders. I'm not going to say their names, but they got shook out because of that, because the guy, and I will give George Sharp his fucking props. He has done some big things, dude. Um, and, and even with GVSI right now, like it's, it's, uh, I, you know, I've played it twice just because I knew he was 
the custodian part and, and going, I was like, it's going to run because the guy does know people. He does know his shit. Um, but I feel like his ego gets in his way sometimes in the way I feel like him and Ryan had issues and he made something personal about business. And I don't feel like you should ever do that. Um, and, and that was, uh, that was not, that was not good to me. So I, I, I'm not really happy with that. So uh, I guess pivoting off of uh, George Sharp plays, um, did you, when did you get into GGII and, and why, what was your reasoning behind entering GGII? I know it's paid off, but I'm just wondering how you got into it. Um, and, and I didn't get in as early as a lot of people. In fact, SPAC, uh, SPAC Trader and Training, uh, I think was the first one that I saw this one of, you know, somebody who I respect a lot. Um, and I saw uh, a tweet about it and, you know, I looked at everything and then looked up Pimpaco and I was like, whoa, what, you know, is this reverse merger? I was like, this could be huge. Um, that, I, I didn't get in super early. You know, I got in under one cent and, and it's paid off greatly. Um, but I feel like, Going back to what we were talking about earlier, not to change, but I mean, that's how my brand works. Um, these CEOs that are transparent, like Tran and Ryan, and I've and and now with Jorge. So I feel like this is the new way. Um, these guys that are super transparent and they have a good company and they have something big that's going to happen. And I feel like Ryan is a maverick because I think a lot of these people have now seen what he's done. Um, and that transparency, traders fucking buy. Mm -hmm. And then, and with GGI, GGI is uh, I just think it's gonna be huge, man. I mean, bottom line, that's I, I got in it. You know, I got some some good traders I respect that got in it, and uh, I followed suit. And to be honest, yeah, that was not my it was not my DB. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's the great part about FinTwit, right? Is the fact that. I mean, I always say there's some tickers on there that I wouldn't even think about researching on my own unless I saw someone on Twitter tweet about it. You know, then I would do due diligence myself, look into it and be like, oh, this looks like it could be legit. I think FinTwit is great just because you get so much more exposure to potential plays. If nothing else, it gives you at least ideas. Um, so back to GGII though, I think it's so interesting because I remember um, it's probably like a couple of weeks ago where the Biden administration said they're considering banning menthol cigarettes you know, which would be a big bummer, first of all. But second of all, um, <laughs> that opens up the door for other companies. And Hempaco seems to be really like filling that void. Um, so I guess when it comes to like this administration, you know, people always talk about EV plays. I guess now it's Hempaco. Are there any like sectors that you're eyeing in the Biden administration that you think could be big winners? Uh, EV for sure, F-I-I-I. I know there's, and nobody, please, everything that I'm saying is just my opinion. <laughs> okay. Do not do anything because of, of this. Um, I'm deep in FII contracts right now. I have uh, close to 200 contracts for June, uh, $10 calls, which is super close. Uh, but they've been working on this merger with Electric Class Mile Solutions, Elms. Um, first class C commercial vehicle, delivery vehicle, and they're supposed to 
from if you read the the previous PR that came out earlier, um, they have vehicles that are going to be coming off the belt apparently by the end of third quarter. Um, and if you think about delivery, COVID, you know, error now that we're in, uh, everything's delivery. Uh, if you look at FedEx earnings, UPS earnings, you, you look at Amazon, you look at all these guys, they have done nothing but go up. So to have a commercial vehicle, fleet vehicle, uh, that's going to be for delivery and be produced this year by third quarter, um, that's pretty fucking big to me um, because you have like Neo and uh, Fisker. You have all these guys that have done EV stuff. They're just concepts and their stock is, I mean, it's stupid. So I feel like somebody who actually has a working vehicle um, for fleet, uh, 2026 uh, fleet sales is going to be close to a trillion dollar store, um, which is a big number. Um, so that is my that is the sector that I'm eyeing the most right now is EV Sweet. as far as big board. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I think, I think the electrical vehicle sector under Biden is, I mean, every, everyone's playing off that, like it's going to be huge. And I think it is going to be huge. Um, and also you see a lot of with these tech evaluations. Now everyone thinks that all these tech companies are overvalued. And I think we saw that correction last week with the market dip. I mean, a lot of these companies took huge hits last week. And I, I, think, it's, I think it's a temporary, you know, fear-mongering uh, tactic that I don't think it's going to last. But uh, kind of pivoting off of that, uh, Six, do you, uh, do you invest into crypto at all? Or is, are you mostly all OTC options trading? I invest, in, I, I invest in anything that makes money, bro. Um, <laughs> so, no, I, I mean, Dogcoin, I thought was a funny name and I heard it was a joke. Uh, so I was like, I'm putting money in that because anything that's a joke, apparently uh, what happened has happened. You know, like if it's not supposed to work, it works. I'm one of those people that just, I'll throw two or three or 400 bucks if it's something that might not work or might. Uh, my 400 bucks has turned out pretty well. Um, and then I, I've taken that and Safe Moon. I think I have almost uh, 500 million safe moon and 1.3 billion safe Mars um, because they're DeFi, which the MNT and, 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 and I truly believe that's the way of the future. So I've invested in a lot of that uh, link. I have a lot of link. Um, I have no Bitcoin. I have no Ethereum. Um, other than that, uh, you know, there, there's these coins like Ascoin came out last week. It was up like 600%, yeah. you know, like, I don't play those, but I, I have a lot of friends that, that do, and I just think it's funny right now because it's uh, it's. Uh, I believe crypto has a purpose. I don't know where it's going to be. I like DeFi because when it's backed by something, uh, I feel like that that'll be worth something later on. But yeah, uh, crypto is cool. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to crypto, for me. I always try to think of like the use case, like what is the point of actually, what are these coins going to do? So I remember back in high school, you know, me and my friends, we bought fake IDs from some like weird website on in China <laughs> and we used Bitcoin to buy it. And I remember back in the day, I was like, what the hell is Bitcoin? Um, and it seems like now, like, you know, there's all these coins, like something like you said, SafeMoon or SafeMars or even like Link. I guess they have a purpose, but I don't know what they're going to be used for. Like, you know, would you ever use a SafeMoon coin for anything? I don't know. Um, 
so I guess you know my kind of question. Well, is- hey, uh, safe safe moon. Now um, I just saw something um, with Apple Pay. I saw that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this shit might be for real. So my oh, my five hundred million might be worth something. <laughs> oh dang! And then <laughs> then oh, that's that's great news. I had no idea. I was like always thinking like, what are these coins even for? You know. <laughs> so well, the fact that they get burned and then you know, and, and I don't I don't. Look, man, I don't act like I understand everything, man. Um, like you said, I'm a momentum guy, but it, it I know that what I bought in, I have close to 20 million more because every time somebody buys them on five percent, it goes to you, the reflection. So mm-hmm. it's it's like it it's it, you want to hold it, um, and you're getting more. The more people that buy it, you're growing and you're you're making more money, uh, and then it's burned once you use it apparently. So which kind of like uh, you know with Vimanti with VMNT when we have our stable coin, it's it makes sense to me. That makes sense. Uh, fucking crypto is just like it's just a number in space somewhere, and I don't understand that. I'm not gonna lie. It's the wild west of investing. I feel like you know totally <laughs> regulated, but it's fun. <laughs> but Elon's behind it with dogs. So I'm, I'm with dog boys. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, six. I also saw a thing. This I saw you retweeted this one guy, and he. Uh, I think it was Saturday night. He tweeted. He was like, "The worst thing about cryptocurrency is that you, you can trade twenty four hours a day, twenty four seven. And he's like, "When it's two a.m. and you've been drinking all night, you start thinking that buying five thousand dollars with a Dogecoin at fifty cents is a good idea. And then you wake up the next morning and it's down to forty cents." <laughs> So yeah, I think, I think maybe cryptocurrency isn't uh, the best thing to be trading on uh, weekends when you're drinking with your buddies. I don't know what you think about that. But. No, I, I always believe you should trade responsibly, regardless. But uh, yeah, that 24-7 thing, which yeah. um, a lot of traders that need the, you know, I, I mean, I miss when you're young, you want the weekends. Now, when you're a trader, you fucking you want Monday. Um, so on the weekends, I think a lot of people supplement and, and they trade crypto. So yeah, man, you never know a crypto. I don't know how to, I mean, you can read, you can look at a chart, but how do you, how do you put anything together in your head where it's going to go? Like, I don't, you know, I'm just, I, I, I'll buy in crypto if it's under, you know, one cent, if you're in trips, fuck it, I'll throw some money at it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, it's kind of like what people did the OTC, right? Like a, a trip zero, like, you know, three zeros and then one. Eventually, maybe there'll be a reverse merger or something. Who knows? And you make a shitload of money. <laughs> so I think the same. Yeah, I mean, if you, can, if you can buy a million shares for a thousand bucks of anything, I say go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's worth the, it's worth rolling the dice on for sure. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> it's worked out on a couple things for us. <laughs> Damn straight. Um, all right. So I guess, you know, one more thing I, you know, we're kind of running out of time here. I want you to get back to your family party and hang out with your friends. Um, yeah. when it comes to your Twitter following, like Luke was saying before, you've really amassed a huge following over the past few months. Um, Colin, whether it's in, you know, because you're in these great stocks or because you're just speaking your mind. Um, I guess, what would you say has been the biggest factor in just getting all these people to follow you in your opinion? Like what, what have you done to really get this influence now in the FinTwit world? You are a FinTwit OTC influencer. I saw your Joe Biden tweet. That was hysterical. The amount of retweets and likes on that. <laughs> that was awesome. 
On which, on which one? On the Joe Biden video one. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> that yeah, that thing, went, that thing went viral. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking nuts, dude. My phone was going crazy. I was like, what is they like? I was like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, no, I just, I feel like, I, you know, and I don't, I don't set out to be political because, uh, you know, whoever you like is, is up to you. And I'm not going to try to change your mind. You're definitely not going to change my mind. Uh, and and I, I don't know what, I think people on Twitter and I think people in this world likes um, brutal honesty. Um, you know, I, the way I talk to you guys uh, is the way I talk to anybody I meet, you know, um, I'm respectful to women and I try not to cuss in front of older ladies uh but fucking shit and whatever i think comes out of my mouth constantly um and i mean i'm a good-hearted person i'm a nice guy i think for the most part but uh i'm gonna tell you what i think of you especially um if you come across wrong and i think a lot of people like that and, and if if you're one of my boys on twitter or you know we're we we deal with each other on a daily basis um i have your back and if they say something crazy, I'm going to let the person know. And I just, I don't know. I mean, I've called out a lot of people on Twitter. Uh, and it's just because I feel like there's a lot of keyboard gangsters out there. Um, and there's just, I don't really know how to explain it, man. I just, I feel like people feed off of the real recognized, real and real people want to be around people. Whoever you surround yourself with, that's how you're going to grow. I surrounded myself um with some millionaires, some big guys to have traded well. And, uh, you know, I have to say that they um, have helped me get to where I'm at. And uh, by no means am I a great trader like some of these guys. Uh, Stock swing trader, Neo, um, SPAC, uh, Ripster, like I said, one of my favorites. Uh, those guys, you know, I just got, I really started dealing with Maddie. Matt Rev, um, and some of these guys like th that are great at what they do. And, you know, I don't try to put myself in their category. Um, I think that I'm just more vocal, you know, at people. <laughs> and that's, that's what's grown, grown my, uh, my following, which, you know, I love it, dude. I, I love that people DM me and I also answer every DM I get. If I know you or not, if you hit me with a question, um, I'm going to give you an honest answer. Um, I respond to almost every retweet or, uh, you know, comment. Um, I just feel like people want that interaction and, and that's why they're on thin to it. So I think that's helpful. You know, me grow. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I agree. 100% uh, six. And I think, I think that's the reason why Jimmy and I, you know, enjoy following you so much is the, the hundred percent transparency. And I think, like, honestly, that's what we're trying to do with this show is we're just trying to show our financial journey, how we're trading, what we're doing, you know, no bullshit. This is how we're trading. This is what we're trading. It might not work. We might lose money sometime. But a lot of these traders on FinTwit and, you know, on social media in general, you're only seeing, you're only seeing the gains. You're seeing those screenshots of these $100,000 weeks, but you're not seeing the losses that they've had. And in reality, it's, it's all about the risk reward ratio. Like you're, when you're trading OTC, when you're trading crypto, when you're trading options, you're risking a lot of money, you know, for oftentimes speculative plays. 
And sometimes it's going to hit big, sometimes it's not going to hit big, but you got to know when to cut losses, when to take your profits. Like you were saying with like LTNC, how you were taking your profits uh, along the way, because you never know if these companies are going to work out. But uh, yeah, I think Jimmy and I both really appreciate the transparency that you have on Twitter and everyone loves your outspoken attitude. Um, it's definitely entertaining for us. And uh, we really appreciate you coming on to talk to us about it. Um, for sure. You know, man. Want to wrap it up. Yeah. Thanks, Six. Yeah. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Learned a lot. And you know, I think you offer like a good perspective on how to trade and really just, you know, emphasizing doing your own due diligence. Yes. But following along with what some of the other like expert traders are on Twitter and just, you know, really getting a full holistic view of a particular ticker and like deciding when to get in, knowing when to take props, things like that. So very yeah, just, just know who's in the ticker and if they're a day trader and even GGI, I hit 17. You can ask anybody in my group. I fucking sold every bit of it. And then I bought back in at fucking 13, uh, and, you know, or, or 12. It went back up 14, uh, trimmed half of it back down to 10 and now I bought back in. So, and, and I will never act like I'm just holding hundred percent. And, uh, my favorite saying is trim a tree, watch it grow. If not, you're going to wither away, man. So that's all. I've it's a great quote. That's great. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for coming on six. We really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Man, I'm humbled. Thank you guys so much, man. All right. Take care. Enjoy the uh, family uh, and friend party. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. Take care. Later. Thanks again. All right. Later, y'all.